This podcast is a production of Faith Living Church. If you like what you hear, join us for church sometime in our Plantsville, Connecticut location, Saturdays, 6 p.m., or Sundays, 9 and 11 a.m., or online anytime at faithlivingchurch.com. Oh, wow. Whoa, look. Go for the fishing pole first. <laughs> wow. And all these black rubber worms are my favorite. Oh, man. Hang on a second. And a knife. Oh, whoa. And oh, all these. Oh, they're icy cold. I could probably drink all those during a sermon. Oh. Maybe. Let me see here. Hold on a second. This is wonderful. Oh, man. Oh. Gluten-free bagels! We're going to be here a long time, I can tell. You're going to share them? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Oh, wonderful! Oh, man. Well, which is the most important? Oh, well, let me see here. Hmm. Wow. This is one of my favorite rubber worms. You know what? Listen, we should be here every week. You I should preach while I preach. Oh, man. This rod has never, ever been cast before. Wouldn't it be awesome if I catch a fish? Exaggeration. My family has grown up eating thousands of fish out of this pond. Is that true, Susan? Yes, it is. Wow. Now, this is what I would call the goodness of God. <laughs> man, oh man. Get to cast a fishing pole while I'm preaching. Whoa, and all these. Coffee things over here. Oh man! Woohoo! Uh, is it okay if I drink something while it is? Okay. Wow, it's mocha. Woohoo! <laughs> and these are gluten-free. These are like everything and raisin and cinnamon and. French bread things and oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> mm. I wish I had enough to share. Oh. Mm. oh wow. That is awesome. You're worthy. You know what? The goodness of God. I couldn't explain it without a knife. <laughs> wow. Now that's a knife. Whoa. Man. Whoa. That's awesome. Now, I don't know about you. These worms here have fed my family for years. So they didn't eat the worms. They just ate the fish that ate the worms, okay? Oh. 
I forgot what I was supposed to do here now. I'm so excited about eating and, and all that kinds of good stuff here. Let's see here. Huh. Let me uh, see if I can get my notes out here. I should probably move this over here and put my Bible on it because I know they're going to blow away. Have you ever sang that song that we just sang? you ever sang that song before? Your goodness is running after me. Your goodness is running after me. And that's what I want to talk about, the goodness of God. Did y'all see God's goodness running after me when I came up here? I didn't go looking for it. They just, those blessings just came to me. That was amazing, wasn't it? That's what I'm talking about. Pretty amazing there. Here's a scripture in the Bible, and I want to say first off, you know, one of the great blessings is not so much these things here, not even my fishing pole, not even the phenomenal blue sky and white clouds and the lake, and I see swans and geese over there. This is amazing. But the greatest display of His goodness is you guys. You are spectacular. Now, I'm so glad that you're here today and all the guests who we have uh, who have joined us. There's a scripture in the Bible in Matthew 6.33 and it says, Seek first God in His kingdom and all these things shall be added. All these things shall be running after you. The Bible, I begin to look through this this week and I'm seeing the goodness of God comes running after us. You're not having to run after it and find the blessings of God. They're running after you. Amen. That is amazing when the goodness of God is running after you. Amen. Now, there's an article I read from Eric Little. Eric Little was an Olympic runner. He was also a missionary to China. And he said, circumstances may appear to wreck our lives and God's plan. He, he captured his, the essence of this article he wrote. He called it Love in the Ruins. He said, Circumstances may appear to wreck our lives and God's plan, but God is not helpless among the ruins. Our broken lives are not lost or useless. God's love is still working. He comes in and takes the calamity and uses it victoriously without His wonderful Working out his wonderful plan of love. And what does that remind me of? Romans 8, 28. Mm -hmm. That no matter what's going on in your life, God works it together for good. I'm going to read that verse to you out of the Amplified Bible. And it says, And we know how great confidence, and we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to His plan and purpose. Everything that goes on in our life, He works it together for good. Amen. Though it may not seem good at the moment, He works it together for good. I was reading uh, this article about this uh, young pastor. First time he ever preached in a church. He just got out of Bible school, and he was. This is many years ago when the introduction of the light bulb. You know, electricity was uh, beginning to be used. And they only had one 
light bulb in this church that he was speaking at. And he got probably about 10 minutes into his sermon, and they had a little bit of a storm, and the light went out. This was nighttime. The light bulb went out. Mm-hmm. Your first preaching. And he stood there. And one of the deacons in the church says, Preacher, keep preaching. He said, We can see Jesus. And better than that, he can see us. Amen. Now, did you know that God can see you in the dark? Yes. And that God can see you in the difficulties of your life? Amen. And that he can truly turn it around and work it together for good. I want to share just a few thoughts with you. And then we're going to have a phenomenal picnic and an adventure race here in a moment. You ever feel like you've been followed? Mm-hmm. Going to your car late at night? Oh, yeah. Feel like you've been followed? <laughs> well, you were. Every day of your life. Yes. It says in Psalms 23, verse 6, it says, Surely, goodness and mercy. Did y'all see them this morning? Mm-hmm. A while ago. That was goodness and mercy. It came and brought me all this goodness down here, you know? It says, Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me, they'll pursue me all the days of my life, always and everywhere. That's what the Bible says. The goodness, the goodness of God is running after me. His goodness and His mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and I will dwell in the house or in the presence of the Lord forever. And then listen to this verse. This is in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 2. It says, All these blessings will come upon you and overtake you. These blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you pay attention to the voice of the Lord your God. All these blessings. There are so many. There's millions of blessings in this world that God has sent here. And he he used the term, which I like it. He says, will come upon you and overtake you. It's like an adventure race. You're running and there's someone faster than you and they overtake you. And the Bible says that His goodness will overtake you when you live your life for Him, when you pay attention to the voice of the Lord your God. Mm-hmm. And often we teach our children about God's goodness, don't we? Teach them to pray, God is great. God is good. good. All the Thank time. Him for our food and by His hands we're fed and all. And we teach our children about the goodness of God. And all the days of our life, His goodness is running after us. And no matter what you're going through, I'm telling you, if you just make time for Him, pay attention to His voice, and let His goodness overtake you. Because it's running after us. He tells us in Psalms 100, verse 5, He says, For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. And His faithfulness continues to each generation. That's what He tells us about. Hmm. This article I came across. So there was a preacher who no matter what bad things had happened to you, he'd always say, well, it could have been worse. <laughs> so one day a man in his church decided that he was going to put a stop to this. And he was going to attempt to stump his pastor. And at the door after the service, he told the pastor, he said, I had a bad dream last night. To which the pastor replied, 
Well, it could have been worse. And the man went on, I dreamed I died. To which the pastor replied, well, it could have been worse. I dreamed I died and I went to hell. The man stated, and the pastor replied, well, it could have been worse. And he thought, now I got the pastor this time. I got him. What could be worse of dreaming that you died and went to hell? And the pastor replied, it could have been true and not just a dream. <laughs> Whoa! So I think he nailed him there. But the truth of it is, it could have been worse. And I do believe with all my heart that the best is yet to come. Amen. God's goodness is running after us. And it'll catch up with us. It really, it really will. God is good. And He's good all the time because that's His nature, you see. God's given us so much more than we deserve, does He not? He's given us fine automobiles. Most of you drove an automobile. Some of you didn't. Some of you walked here. He gave us a good pair of shoes. I know that, you know. That's awesome, you know. He's given us delicious food. And I'm sorry I don't have enough up here to share with you. No. But He's given us all this wonderful food. He's given us houses, you know. It could be worse. We could be in the finest hospital or jail in Connecticut, right? Today. Things could always be worse. And we need to focus on the goodness of God. When's the last time you've seen something this beautiful? You know, this is amazing. And breathe this fresh air out here. You know, God is good and His goodness is running after us. He created you in the first place. He, he loves you and He's crazy about you. Now, we're not going to take the time to read this right now. But I want to challenge you before the day is over to read the first chapter in your Bible. Genesis chapter 1. It goes verse 1 through 31. And it just talks about all the things that God created. The heavens and the earth. He created all the animals and the water and the plants and the streams. And, and all the things that he's created. All the fish that I'm going to catch here shortly. And you know, things like that. But uh, in Genesis chapter 1. I'm not going to take the time to read all those. Because we got other things to do. And you can read that a little bit later on yourself. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 through 31. Let me read you the last verse in Genesis chapter 1. And it says, And God looked over everything He had made. Everything that's on this planet, including us. God looked over everything He had made, and it was so good, so very good. And it was evening, and it was morning. That was the sixth day. And we know God rested on the seventh. But everything that God has made is absolutely, fantastically good. There's a song we used to sing. That God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. Because nothing did we originate ourselves. He created it all. It tells us here in Romans chapter 33, verse 6. Let me see how many hours I've got here to go. It says in Romans 33, it says, Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make melody to Him with an instrument of ten strings. Sing to Him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy, for the word of the Lord is right, and all his work is done in truth. And then he says here, his love, he loves righteousness and justice, and the earth is full. The word full means jam-packed, you know. The earth is full, I mean chock full, 
saturated, bursting. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Yeah. And His goodness is running after us. On your way here, on your way home, sometimes the devil tries to make you fearful, you know, about something bad coming after you. But I'm telling you, the goodness of God, no matter how difficult things may have appeared to be, the goodness of God is running after you. The Bible says even when you, you give, He says that it's going to come back to you. Your gift is going to come running after you. He talks about when you tithe. He talks about He'll open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings that come running after you. You won't have room enough to contain it all. In the book of James, chapter 1, verse 16, it says, So don't be misled. That means deceived. My dear brothers and sisters, whatever is good, anybody have any good thing in your life that you're aware of right now? Anything is good. He says, whatever is good and perfect comes down to us from God our Father. You got eyes, you know, to enjoy the beauty, enjoy the mountains, enjoy the lake, you know, enjoy those fish when they're on your line, fighting them to get it back in, you know. All these things that we have to enjoy your family. You know, you got ability to smell, you know. Whoa. Ability to taste, you know, each herb. And I'll tell you, some of these things over here, there was some garlic, you know, and some of these, uh, what are these things called again? Bagels. Oh, man. Cream, cheese, and strawberry jam. And there's peaches sliced on one of them over here. Oh, and there's a yellow jacket right there, too. <laughs> He's just guarding my plate so y'all won't get going, you know. So that could be the goodness of God protecting my stuff for me. I don't know. But His goodness has been displayed, you know, in our ears. We heard the singing. We, we hear God's Word. We hear the, the giggles of little babies, you know. We, we hear the gurgling of a stream or a brook. We hear the wind through the trees. God has given us the capacity to hear all that stuff that is good, it came from God. He gave us the ability to feel the warmth coming from the sun and, and warmth of love and, and to feel tickles, you know. He's given us the ability to experience joy and sorrow. He's given us the ability to enjoy pleasure and pain. That's what He's given us. What does that mean? It means we're alive because we can feel all those things. And 10,000 times 10,000 of other wonderful good things, the Bible says every good thing that we have, it came from God. Every one of them. Psalms 84, verse 11. Isn't this nice? I got this Bible here to keep my notes from flying away, you know? And I'll be chasing them all over there. So I can't move my hand on this pile over here. It says, For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. God will withhold no good thing from you when you're choosing to do what's right. He's not going to withhold anything that's good from you. And everything that's good and perfect, it comes from Him. And let me read it to you in the Message Bible. It says, All sunshine and sovereign is God, generous in gifts and glory. And He doesn't scrimp with his traveling companions, that's you and me, that we travel through life with him. He says he doesn't scrimp 
with his traveling companions. When you're traveling close to him, and I'm talking about traveling close enough that you hear his whisper, that still small voice that God is speaking to his children. Um, verse 12, it says, it's smooth sailing all the way with God of the angel armies. Verse 18 says, he chose to give birth to us. He gave us life by giving us his true word. And we, out of all creation, became his prized possession. You are God's prized possession. That's amazing, you know. Psalms 25, verse 8 says, The Lord is good, and he does what is right. He never does what's wrong. Never. So let's follow his example and always do what's right. This is what he says here. The Lord is good and does what is right. He shows the proper path to those who go astray. You know any prodigal sons or prodigal daughters? Maybe we've been one ourselves. But it says that God shows the proper path to those who go astray. Hmm. You ever show the proper path to someone who got lost? You know, I've been up on my mountain behind my house and, and found some people a few times who got lost up there. That's a good thing, is it not? Have you ever been used by God to, you know, show someone the right path when they've gone astray? Anybody here ever gone astray? Are you glad that God got a hold of you? Amen. Amen. And then we invest our time and energy to help other people onto the narrow path. Now, let me share something with you. Even when you're going the wrong way, did you know His goodness shows up in your life all the time? Let me explain why. Romans chapter 2, verse 4 says, Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? That's about His goodness. Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that His kindness, His goodness, is intended to turn you from your sin? His goodness is running after us to lead us to Him, to cause us to turn around and change our direction. His goodness. When you see or experience anything as good as God's going like, I love you, even though you're going the wrong way, I want you to turn and go the way I want. This is what it says here. Psalms 119, verse 65. You have done many good things for me, Lord, just as you promised. I believe in your commands. Now teach me good judgment and knowledge. I used to wander off until you disciplined me. Is discipline good or evil? Good. It's good. You see, people are in the Olympics. You see all our musicians. There's discipline that went there. They disciplined themselves so they can accomplish these wonderful goals. Athletes do it all the time. But he says, I used to wander off until you disciplined me. Now our dog, his name's Tracker, he used to wander off. You came by our yard, it'd follow you home. And therefore I had to discipline it. I was gonna act this out this morning, but I didn't have time to get it all together. You ever seen a shot collar? Mm -hmm. I was going to put that on someone and show how it worked. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, it is so much better if my dog obeys my word. You stay here. Don't leave the yard, okay? It's so much better if he follows my word. But if he don't, I give him a shot car because I don't want him to get out in the road and get hit mm -hmm. by a car. You know what I'm saying? So discipline is a good thing. It is the goodness of God that 
He don't let us go the wrong way without it nudging us. And we don't have to use the shock collar too much anymore, you know. So God is good to us, even in the discipline that we experience from time to time. But it says, I used to wander off until you disciplined me, but now I closely follow your word. I don't need a shock collar. I just closely follow your word, close enough to hear your whisper. Verse 68 says, you are good and do only good. Teach me your decrees. And I want to tell you, there is nothing, there is nothing about God that isn't good. Amen. Nothing about God that's not good. Amen. You know, there's nothing that God plans for us that isn't good. So you take the word good, okay? And some people, well, oh, we can be good without God. So take the word, help me to spell good. G-O-O-D. Now let's take God out of it. So take the G, one of the O's, and the D out. What you got left? Oh. Zero. <laughs> you can't be good without God. I'm telling you, that's just the way it is. He says, you are good and only do good. Teach me your decrees. And a very familiar passage is in Jeremiah 29.11. It says, for I know, this is God speaking to you and me. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. God's plans for you are good. To give you a future, to give you hope. That's what He wants to do. That's God's plan for your life. You know, you remember uh, this fellow by the name of Joseph in the Bible whose brother sold him into slavery? Down there in Egypt, they were going to try to kill him. And anyhow, then Joseph's brothers and his dad and everybody back home they had a terrible famine. They're about to die. So they went down to Egypt. And God took Joseph from being a slave to second in command to all the people in Egypt. Second in command to the Pharaoh himself. And this is what Joseph said when his brothers came down and they found out, oh no, Joseph got us killed. He says, don't be afraid of me, Joseph told his brothers. You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. God worked it. Even though it looked evil, He worked it for good. Psalms 31 19 says, Oh, how great is your goodness. How huge. I'm talking about immense, enormous, vast, like the Grand Canyon. Oh, how great is your goodness, which you've laid up for those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you. Wow. Men and women have been finding this secret place. It says in verse 20, you shall hide them in the secret place of your presence. Daniel, in the lion's den, the lion didn't touch him. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, in the fiery furnace, the fire didn't touch him. On and on and on, Paul and Silas in the prison, the earthquake came, set them free. And men and women are finding this secret place. That secret place of protection and provision is the goodness of Almighty God. It's that secret place that He provides for us. Psalms 107, verse 1, it says, Oh, thank God. He is so good. His love never runs out. But His love does run after us. But His love never runs out. You know? I had heard when I was back in Bible school many years ago that there was a, an atheist that came to town. And at the town green, there was a little platform about like this. And he stood up on this platform and he says, Oh, y'all come here. I'm going to show you there's no God. So he stood there with a big crowd around him. He says, if there's a God in heaven, 
I'll give you 60 seconds to strike me dead. And if you don't, prove you don't exist. So everybody started backing up? Yeah. <laughs> Once he clicked off 60 seconds, he said, See, there God don't exist. Let me tell you something. You cannot possibly exhaust the love and the patience of God in 60 seconds. What if your child came to you and said, I don't believe you're my mommy. I don't believe you're my daddy. If you're my mommy and my daddy, strike me dead. If you didn't strike me dead, you're not my mommy and my daddy. How foolish is that? God loves us. He's crazy about us. He's not going to do something bad to us just because we're a jerk. Oh, did I say that out loud? Think about it. Think about it. Verse 2 here, Psalms 107, verse 2 says, All of you set free by God. Tell the world. Tell how he freed you from oppression. Verse 8 says, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. His goodness is so constant. That sun rises every day. Every year, please get on the trees. You know what I'm saying? God is so consistent, we take him for granted. What would happen if the sun didn't rise one day? What would happen? You know, if all of a sudden things weren't as consistent, it's like, oh, the world must be coming to an end. But because God is so consistent, we take him for granted. But it's his goodness. He wants you to see the blue sky and Feel the warmth of the sun coming down on you. He wants you to see the water, you know? And maybe, I was thinking, I'd ask several people, most people declined. I was going to have some people to walk on the water to show you their face. Yeah, oh, good luck. I can actually do it. Would you like me to demonstrate? Yes. Come back around February. Uh-huh. And I, I've walked on that water before. Of course, it's usually February because it's frozen thicker at that time of the year. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm almost done here. It says in verse 9 here, it says, For he satisfies the longing soul, and he fills the hungry soul with goodness. We got a lot of goodness up there that we're going to fill our tummies with, but there's a goodness in our soul that we hunger for. We hunger for relationship with God. We hunger for the forgiveness of God and the mercy of God. We hunger for it and He hungers to give it to us. His goodness is running after us, chasing us down day by day, trying to show us how much He loves us, how much He is so so crazy about us. He really is. Jeremiah 31 verse 14 says, My people shall be satisfied with my goodness, saith the Lord. And then one final verse I want to read to you here. Let me get my little, uh, little briefcase over here. Whoa. Oh, I think I see a bitch. Wait, wait. Hey, y'all come back a little bit later. I got to hear this. No, okay, I'll fish later, okay. I forgot my bag. Little brown bag. No. I told the kids on the way in that I had a treat for them during the service. Okay. Would y'all like one of these? Yeah. Yeah.
I have enough for everybody, okay? But I want to read you something first. It says in Psalms 47, verse 8, it says, Taste. You got to do what the Bible says. You know what I'm saying? I just believe you should always do what the Bible says. Oh, wow. <laughs> mm. And that's what I'm talking about. Mm. Taste and see. I was talking about the Lord. Taste and see that the Lord is good. I'm going to tell you, if you put God to the test, give Him your life. Taste. Mm. It's just like I'm telling you, these are fantastic. And they got a big old chunk of chocolate right in the middle of it. Anybody ever eat these before? Mm -hmm. Am I telling you the truth? Are these pretty good? Yes. Absolutely. And the ushers will be at the aisles and give everybody one of these when you leave out to go and uh, go to eat in just a few moments. But it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. And I got one more passage. I told you that was it, but I have one more over here. Mm. You know what? I challenge you all to taste this on your way out today and see if it's not good. And I'm going to challenge you to taste a relationship with Almighty God and see if His goodness does not run after you all the days of your life. And His blessings will catch up with you. And He'll help you. Even through the difficult times, He'll turn it around. How? I don't know, but He does. He'll turn it around and use it for great good in your life. Amen. Taste and see how good the Lord is. And in the last passage, I will read to you this morning. It says in Psalms 27, verse 13, I would have fainted. I would have given up. I would have thrown the towel in. I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Are you believing to see the goodness of God today? Yes. Are you believing to see God's goodness tomorrow? Or has the devil convinced you the gloom and despair and agony on me is going to get worse and worse? I choose to believe God. He says, taste and see. Start a relationship with Him and let Him reveal His love for you. Amen. He created it. He knows what satisfies you. He genuinely does. And here the psalmist says, I would have given up. I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So what I want to do, before I finish my lollipop, hmm, that is good. Whew. I want to pray for you. And if you know the goodness of God already, I want you to join me in a simple prayer. Reaffirm your faith out here in this glorious, outdoors, you know, cathedral. But if you've never really tasted God, if you've never really put Him to the test, if you've never invited Him into your life, I ask you to join me as we pray right now and welcome him into your life put him to the test <laughs> he loves you he's crazy about you genuinely crazy about you so would you bow your heads with me right now and would you pray with me dear heavenly father dear heavenly father i believe that you love me i believe that you love me i believe the best is yet to come i believe that the best is yet to come that's why you sent your son Jesus. That's why you sent your son Jesus. Sent him to the cross. Sent him to the cross. 
And he paid for all of my sins. And he paid for all my sins. And I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. And I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. And that he's knocking at the door of my heart. And he's knocking at the door of my heart. And I open wide that door. And I open wide that door. And I welcome Jesus in. And I welcome Jesus in. As my Savior. As my Savior. As my Lord. As my Lord. And as my King. And as my King. Fill up the emptiness. Fill up the emptiness. Of my life. Of my life. Fill up the longing. Fill up the longing. Of my heart. Of my heart. I ask in Jesus' name. I ask in Jesus' name. I declare that Jesus is my Savior. I declare that Jesus is my Savior. And my Lord. And my Lord. And my soon coming King. And my soon coming King. So I choose to trust you this day. And I choose to trust you this day. I choose to taste. And I choose to taste. And to see how good you are. And see how good you are. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Look at the goodness of God. Look at goodness. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. Your goodness is running after.